Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon.
who are even of the Gentiles, even those who were your servants, have them all circumcised. This circumcision was a constant reminder that they had a relationship with the Lord, that the Lord is the one who came to them with a promise. So this was not some promise that Abraham is, is making and some good work he's doing because this is an act that's going to please God. But this is an agreement, and it was based on faith. And it, was, it, it came with a believing heart that God, you know, reminded them that technically every time he would look down or, or as one of my professors would put it, every time he would use the restroom, he would be reminded even then of his relationship with God. Very unique. Maybe even sounds strange, but definitely unique. But faith wasn't the only thing connected with it. What was also connected with it is that you were placed under God, under, under his covenant. And the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, put it this way. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, so that he would be born under the law, in order to redeem those under the law, so that he would be adopted as sons. So that we would be adopted as sons. Jesus being circumcised is not something he has to do in order to be under the covenant with God. Remember, he's the son of God. He's already perfect and holy. Jesus becoming circumcised was an important event, and, and many commentators will make a big deal that this was the first time he shed blood, but the Bible actually doesn't get into all that. The shedding of blood and for the sins of the world, that's going to come later, and that's going to come on the cross. But at this time, his circumcision was placing him under the law of God. And placing under the law of God is extremely important. Oftentimes, we'll emphasize the fact, and I do this in my sermons, that you're saved because Jesus paid for the sins of the world. He died to pay the debt that we could not pay. And he did it all for us. He even conquered death with the promise, because I live, you too shall live. You've heard me you know, say this over and over and over again. But keep in mind that his sacrifice is technically meaningless unless it was a perfect one. And in order to be a perfect one, Jesus would have to be born of a woman, the Son of God taking on human flesh, so that he could be under the law in order to redeem and save those under law, so that we would be adopted as sons. When Satan was tempting Jesus to get him to sin and, and to bow before him and to really uh, deny the one true God, by, you know, turning bread or turning stone into bread or, or jumping from the highest point at the temple or, or, or being willing to accept the bribe that he could have the whole world and all the power and control that comes with it. He didn't do any of that. Already at his circumcision, he was placed under the law in order to keep it for us. This is extremely important. Once again, if he didn't keep that law perfectly, then his sacrifice is totally meaningless for us. Then what is he really dying for? We call this obedience. 
that in order to be saved, Jesus had to be obedient. And we speak of obedience as both active and passive. Passive obedience is Jesus being nailed to the cross for the sins of the world. Active obedience is Jesus actively keeping the law perfectly for us so that the sacrifice would be a righteous one and, 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 and one that's hold that will be offered by a Savior who's totally holy because we needed a Savior who would take our sins and, and pay for them and in return give us that righteousness and holiness. Righteousness is being right with God, and that's keeping God's law perfectly. It's extremely comforting to hear that he was willing to go under that and to do that all for us because he was already perfect and holy, but he did it all for us. We didn't even ask him to do it. As sinners, you could even argue we didn't even want him to do it because we think we can do it ourselves. But in spite of that, purely by undeserved love, that grace and mercy, our Lord was circumcised all for us to save us. And on that day, he was named as the angel gave the name that was to be given, and it was actually given in keeping with the holy will of the Almighty. Now you've heard me say in sermons that the word Jesus was actually a very common name and the Old Testament name is Joshua and that the word in and of itself, you know, we, you can translate it in the shortest way possible as Savior. But really, it's actually two words. Lord saves. The Lord telling us who he is. For he is the Lord. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is the great I am who saves by going under the law and offering a sacrifice, not just any sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. This very name reminds us who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And it is a name that we live by as we begin a new year. How many ministers you have heard over the years say, begin the new year in the name of Jesus, in the name of who he is and what he has done for us, in the name of, of, of a believing heart that is repentant of one's sins, not just sorry for them, but repentant of one's sins, who trusts and believes that this is the Savior who did pay for the sins of the world, and mine included. This is the Jesus that we can't live without. I'm finding myself in these end times, and I really do believe we are in the end times, where judgment day could come at any time. I find myself counseling more and more with people who are just overwhelmed with terrible depression, terrible frustrations, Terrible feeling worthless and down. Self-esteem's destroyed. A good self-image, non-existent. There, there just doesn't seem to be any hope. And the answer I keep hearing over and over again is, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do more. I'll try to be more committed. 
I'll, 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 I'll try to care more, I'll, and let alone do more, and, and I'll work more, and, and, and it's almost like I'm going to bargain with God. If I, if, if, if I really do well, and, and if I really work hard, then God's going to bless me. Then God's going to do good to me. Then God's going to take away all my problems and my issues, and then I can enjoy a heaven here on earth. And I don't know how many times I find myself having to tell people, stop. You got it all wrong. Our salvation is not based on you trying harder. That's not what God invited us to do. Our salvation is based on what Jesus has done for us. In other words, our hope comes with a believing heart, knowing that we have a Savior who is circumcised and a Savior who is named Jesus, telling us who he is and what he has done for us. So as you begin this new year, do so, thinking of this passage, which may seem like it's not a big deal, but this passage is huge. Because without it, we would find ourselves questioning. But God gave us this little bit of detail, which I say is a huge detail. Yes, it's one verse, but it's an important verse. Because it reminds us over and over again who Jesus is and what he's done for us. The Savior who is circumcised who went up through the law so that we would receive through faith in him the righteousness, his righteousness. And that, my friends, is without a doubt the ticket to heaven. Yes, Jesus was circumcised. Yes, Jesus was named. And thank you, God, for sharing that with us. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran, and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemevlutheran.org. May God bless you today and every day.